Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lowercase J's, the podcast where you have me, Samara Gill, and of course. Oh, you want me to? Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, yep, we're back. We are. I am not starting again. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, sorry for the lack of episode last week, um, but we are back. The original, uh, the original All duo. All I say is the drama from Call Her Daddy podcast is nothing. It is a drop in the ocean. I am working with. I, I am working with Hulu to get a documentary about. Uh, what from my side of the story you will have no creative input i just want to make that clear now um, i've had my expository youtube video and i've got the upload button raring to go so i did see you were in front of your bed you weren't wearing makeup you're wearing a hoodie um i had the eye droplets ready to go it was really like the, my the, publicist was in the background it was a good one the so thumbnail was you looking off it. into the distance kind of sad uh, the title was all in lowercase, and it was uh, my my side, dot dot dot, as opposed to your normal. All of your videos are in capital letters, and you got like a wow look on your face in the thumbnail. Um, so you've learned a lot of from journalism class because that's how you do it. Um, but no, we are back. We are back, and Samara, you're back in London, right? Yeah, so I'm back in London. Um, obviously, I was in Russia for several weeks, and uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a very interesting trip. Um, but now I'm back in London, and I'm quarantining again now for two weeks. So I feel like I calculated. I've almost spent two months of this year quarantining, which is fun. Um, so I feel like I'm a bit of a professional at it now, and... There are new restrictions that are being put in place in London because we're sort of dealing with second wave or what you call second wave. A lot of people are saying first wave never ended. Um, but the restrictions are quite small. Like, I mean, they're limiting social gatherings to six people, but then restaurants are open and everything like that. So I'm sort of confused. Uh so, yeah, it's, it's good to be back in London. It looks like things are getting a little bit back to normal and a lot of university kids returning um, for the upcoming semester, although a lot of university will be online. But what about you, Dom? What's going on? I've heard you've had a very hectic week. I'd love to know what is up. Well, first of all, I wanted to ask, is anything about your university online this semester? Yes, we've got majority of the classes are online. And majority? I'm thankful, actually, that my university's updated their whole system, so it's going to be a lot smoother than it was last time. Um, and, yeah, most of it's online. If I want to meet with my tutor, I have to just book in privately, so that's going to be interesting, and I'm really going to need to motivate myself to book in and meet up with my tutors. But uh, Would yeah, those be over tutor? Zoom, or you're, would that you're, be...? You're all in person, so I've heard. Uh, it's half and half. And the oh, worst part is the classes that are in person could very easily be online. Like nothing would change. It's literally just PowerPoints all over again. Um, yeah, so I've got about half and half. Although some of my classes uh, pretty much last week were all online considering we just went through Labor Day weekend and everyone went to like hometowns and went to go party at like Lake of the Ozarks or something, something right. like that. So everyone, um, you know, 
bought some nice Corona to give to your friends on return from your holiday. And so a lot of classes were like, hey, because I know that infections are going to spike, let's just go all online for the week. What do we say? Which is fair enough. Um, but it's mostly back I online. I've heard, though, that you've got very high numbers where you are in Missouri, um, some of the top ones in America. What's going on there? Uh, stubbornness, mostly. So we have decided to stick. It seems as if we're in this for the long run in terms of in-person classes for the semester. And the whole system is a lot different compared to other colleges. Like some have like testing twice a week, like spit testing, stuff like that, temperature taking before class, uh, wristbands that show you that you're symptomless. Uh, this is just, if you can fill out this survey on this app, that would be great. But if you can't, that's okay. We don't want to put any pressure on you. Uh, saying if you've got symptoms or not. And then if you want to get a coronavirus test in this town, you have to get a written note from a doctor saying that you are clearly showing COVID-like symptoms, which I think is like we know that a bunch of our students have it, but they're asymptomatic. So if we don't get them reported, then it looks like we're doing a good job. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. So basically I'm in trouble um, and I don't know where it's going. (laughs) I think at this point... Like, if you haven't gone all online yet, then I think you're in it for the long haul, like I said, because I did see this point of view where it's like, if you send everyone home now when infections are at their worst, aren't you just doing your worst job of, like, containing the spread because everyone's just going to go home to, like, Chicago and St. Louis and Kansas City and take the COVID there? So Yeah, it is a really rough situation as to know what to do because I feel like it's gone quite far in the US and I'm not saying I mean it is a bad thing <laughs> there's been a lot of deaths and everything yeah but just to clarify this podcast is anti-coronavirus uh, high survival rate so it's not as if you get it and then you get the kiss of death uh, but it is tricky to know how to contain it at this stage especially with your whole university went back and I guess how many students do you have there like 20,000 probably more to be honest I mean, I know some people that are, like, intentionally making sure the classes they sign up for were online so they could stay in their hometowns. I do know there's a lot of people like that. Um, But there's also a lot of, like, freshmen have no choice but to live in the dorm, so prayers up for them. And the rest of us, like myself included, are like, I've got an apartment that I'm paying a lot for that I've only just got, so I'll be damned if I don't get to live in it this semester. So uh, I'll say... Yeah, I had the same thing at that where I just paid massive rent before corona hit and then I just didn't even get to use it for the six months that I paid for and now I'm paying another six months and I didn't really use it. So it is it is like that, isn't it? Yeah, how about capitalism, eh? Um, and, on, and on that controversial, yeah, we're getting political now. I've decided that. It's better for clicks. All right. Hit me. So first thing, the California wildfires... I believe I talked about this in the last episode, but I just can't get over how not all of the fires, one of the individual fires was started purely because of a gender reveal party. Yes. I mean, the memes coming out of this have been really, like, high quality, I have to say. It's probably the only good thing that's come out of this, but and I'll stop right there. But I think the memes have been great, but... Gender reveal parties, when were they a thing, is my question. Since when? 
it's kind of been a slow build up. It used to just be like, hey guys, just so you know, we're having a boy. Yeah, clap, 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 all that kind of stuff. And it was like, hold on, let's open this envelope. Oh, it's a girl, that kind of thing. And it's somehow involved to the point of pyrotechnics, which is why we've landed on this situation. Um, I don't know what kind of person would want pyrotechnics to display this sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. There was a, sorry, as you were saying, there was a formal apology actually from the woman who created the concept of the gender reveal. (laughs) She created it in 2008. um, And she made a Instagram post sort of apologizing um, for the concept of it saying that the, uh, her daughter is now a son. So, that's also interesting as well. Um, I think that's great. Um, you know, uh, you do Rather. you, but I think it's obviously too little, too late, and it's not her fault, these wildfires, but I think that uh, have they contained them? Like, what? what's the status of the fires? I feel horrible for the people that have lost their homes and everything like that. Well, I did see some photos of San Francisco's sky looking orange, uh, all day. So. I saw those photos too. It was very striking and, and uh, very dystopian, to be honest. I know, and you mentioned that uh, the inventor of the uh, gender reveal party started this whole thing in 2008. That was earlier than I expected because that was like pre oversharing on social media. That was almost yeah, pre Twitter, maybe. And then the other part is who was really like, I demand accountability from the uh, commonly known inventor of the gender reveal party. Like, what prompted her to make this statement? Guys, I know you're all thinking, gee, what's, what am I going to say about this sort of thing? I know it's like where I need accountability from the person who started the gender reveal party who I don't even think that's a thing that's invented. I think it just sort of happens. I know, that's what I thought too, but I've seen on Instagram like some serious gender reveal parties going on. I mean, there's the baby shower, then there's the gender reveal party. I mean, there's a lot of different, sometimes people mix them into each other. I was going to say, are um, they? Uh, don't you like kill two birds with one stone, reveal the gender at the baby shower? Some people do that, and it's not the first time that a gender reveal party has actually eventuated in deaths because the fires have killed at least 10 people at this point. Um, Apparently, a grandmother was killed at a gender reveal party. Jesus Uh, Christ. She was struck by a firework. A firework? (laughs) Come on. Are you messing with me? It's not funny. Um, They (laughs) will... The only woman was struck by the firework at the gender reveal party that did disperse uh, the colour of the gender, blue or pink. <laughs> Come on, Dom, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. Okay, um, don't laugh, you're better than this, you're stronger than this. It eventuated. <sighs> Deep breaths, okay. Her death. Um, and the only reason I'm laughing is because I just do feel like sometimes in uh, some certain People do take it too far. I mean, you don't have to have a full-on pyrotechnic show to uh, reveal the gender of your baby. You can just do maybe a cake with inside being the colour or something like that, you know, like I saw on Cake Boss one time. I don't think we have to go uh, like that. But I guess they've learned their lesson and everyone has. I think it's not like in Australia, though, where we're all very conscious about 
um, fire safety plans and things like that, I think it's a bit different. Right. And did we ever establish whether this kid was a boy or a girl? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, I the sky is turning red. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I'm – is a debate that I've been having lately. If – before you're even born, you've started a massive fire with your uh, the revelation of your gender. What do you grow up to be? Like that is a great backstory for a movie supervillain. Now I'm thinking. That's true. I had a few ideas. Uh, corporate lawyer would be one. Um, oil executive. Yes. I just want something that's empirically evil that can only. Like, we know this kid is going to be evil. Not, like, evil in terms of, like, a comical sense, but more of a realistic sense. Let's see. Landlord. Um, I don't know. Please, please call in. Please call in if you have suggestions as to what this kid can end up being. Please do. Um, we have... What else are we discussing today? Basically, uh... Trump versus Biden versus Rogan. What is going on there, Dom? So Joe Rogan apparently on his show wants to host a, I believe it was a four-hour debate between the two. Uh, yep. Which is weird because I don't think Biden can stay awake for four straight hours. And <laughs> I think being the president, you shouldn't be in a podcasting studio for four hours. But he wants to host a four-hour debate and... He kind of says this stuff all the time, really, just to throw it out there. But this time, Trump said that he actually does want to do it. He is interested in doing it. No word from the Biden campaign. Interesting. I'm curious as to what what this kind of... I don't know. I think it'll be interesting in terms of... Like, Trump, I think, would be better suited for this situation just because... Like reading back, I've been reading, uh, that's right, I read books. I just want that on the record. Um, I've been reading Howard Stern's book, a transcript of his interviews, and Trump has always been like a provocative and, uh, you know, interesting radio guest. So I think he'd be more relaxed in the sort of uh, Rogan environment. And Biden hasn't said anything. I don't think he would do it because it's not he's kind of seen, but I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah, obviously uh, Trump has been working the media for absolute decades. I mean, way before he was even uh, a presidential candidate or anything, he was so good at building up his image through just pure linguistics, just speaking. And I think, like, something like going on Joe Rogan's podcast, even though he did do an interview a few weeks ago with an Australian journalist and that Australian journalist completely derailed him. I don't know if any many people have seen that, but, um, I mean, a lot of people did, but some people obviously haven't. It wasn't too mainstream. Um, he completely derailed him because he had the facts and he was a little bit comical and things like that. But I think, obviously the edge that the Australian journalist had over maybe someone like Joe Rogan interviewing him is that Australian journalists don't hold the president up to such a high regard. I mean, Americans, I really feel like it doesn't matter who the president is. They will always show some level of respect to the leader um, or the, the person in power. Whereas in Australia, I don't think this journalist didn't care. Like anything Trump was saying, he would just cut him down and face him with the facts, whereas um, obviously Joe Rogan will have to show some level of respect to Trump, which is totally fine and a cultural thing in my opinion. 
so I think it would be interesting. I think Trump should go on with Biden, but it could really make or break the election. And I know that's a big call, but in some respects, if they do do this sort of thing, because uh, the weaker candidate will definitely be shown, potentially. I mean, Joe Rogan's podcast receives so much um, respect from a lot of the millennial community and some older uh, professionals as well. I think uh, it is quite interesting. It would be. Sorry, I mean, went on a bit of a rant there, but I have a lot of opinions. How, how dare you go on a rant during a podcast? What do you think this is? Jesus Christ. No, I do I do agree that this will have bigger implications on the election than most people think because it will be very much talked about and discussed. Like, I don't... I'm only seeing this because I saw the exposure that you gave someone like Andrew Yang, who was a very small candidate um, at the beginning of the election on the Democratic side. As soon as he went on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, he became fifth in the Democratic uh, primaries. So Joe Rogan really should not be underestimated. I mean, I don't listen to his show, but I would absolutely listen to a four-hour debate between the two because who knows what kind of direction you're taking in. It would be like half and half, like half actual debate talk and prep and the other half is just like, have you ever smoked weed kind of thing? Which, (laughs) I mean, both are entertaining, both are informative and both good swing votes. So there we go. Of course. So there you go. There's a little bit of... Entertainment. I hope that Joe Biden does uh, agree to doing it if Trump has, and they make it happen because I think it would be interesting. But really, it could be you know just another blow to twenty twenty if it doesn't turn out how we all want it to. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. Well, in other news, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye, very intellectual topic, um, are planning on having a midnight. Right now. A lot of our uh, listeners, I almost said viewers, a lot of our listeners don't really know this, but I've never been married. So, Samara, what is a midnup? Shock horror. Um, basically, a prenup is like what you would get, some couples decide to get at the start of the marriage, which sort of will figure out what happens with the financials should the marriage eventuate in a divorce. It's very popular, obviously, with celebrity relationships because they're mostly quite, or marriages, because they're mostly quite fragile. Um, but I don't think Kim Kardashian and Kanye West had them. And when they got married, they weren't, I mean, they were respectively quite wealthy, but now both of them are worth about a billion dollars. So they're having, or reportedly, um, so now they're having a... Uh, midnup, which is like completely really unheard of, but it's quite interesting to see how they're settling like the finances. And to be honest, I didn't really realize that their marriage was that much on the rocks. I mean, upon reflection, and hindsight is twenty twenty. It's not the most, not most shocking news, I'd say, considering yeah, after everything. Yeah, Kim has been very vocal about how concerned she is about Kanye. I do think. Once you try and force a midnight, there's no coming back from that. I think so too. I mean, it's like it's like when couples say, "Hey, let's have an open marriage." It's like, no, that means you're done. Like you're just going to find someone else. Like just yeah. don't even try. And it's like, no, but we'll still be together. No, that's not how it works. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I do think this is the end. Even though 
I agree. Like, even though the signs kind of were there, I thought they would still stick together. I mean, if she hasn't left him by now with uh, his conditions and mental health state, I think it really is depending on this sort of situation. But I guess that's maybe why she isn't leaving him, though, because of like he does have this bipolar disorder, and it's not his actions. Some of them you can't really like. It can be justified by that. Mm. No, I agree. I'm sure it's very taxing on her to deal with, and I hope that they figure out their finances if they do get a divorce, because if not, one of them will come out of this a lot poorer, and one of them will come out a lot richer, so that's always interesting. Well, Um, this this has nothing to do with this, but I did see that uh, Kanye was watching a uh, professional basketball game on a TV that was bigger than a basketball court. So I don't think it's going to be Kanye that I'd describe as worse off in this situation. Like, it literally... This is true, but if they don't sort out a midnight, then Kim can take half of everything he has. So do they cut the TV in half? Because that was, that was literally borderline... Chop the TV in half is what I'm trying to say. It will be half the basketball court. Do It literally looked like... Almost on IMAX level. There's a reference for our Melbourne listeners. It was literally that big. I could not believe it. Oh, my God. It was was amazing. I I do like money, so I would like to have that one day, but we will see. Thank God I've I've signed up for the money-making industry of... I'm just going to check. Journalism. Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) No, but anyways. um, Oh, God. Anyway, with that said, um, on the subject of the Kardashians, keeping up with the Kardashians is finished. And I know this isn't the highest level of intellectual conversation, but I think it has had some sort of cultural imprint on our generation, which is weird to say but I mean that's sort of the reality of the situation I genuinely thought it was never going to end it went so many seasons I think it was genuinely one of the most successful reality TV shows in the history of television like I thought 30 years from now it was going to be Northwest on camera talking about uh, dealing with her kids and uh, you know my 70 year old Kim is trying to run everything I thought it'd be a generational thing like it would just keep going until potentially the end of time who knows almost like the royal family I feel like they might bring it back you'd think so wouldn't you I mean they can't stay away forever it's true also that's for me it's sort of the feeling of like they've made their money like they're gonna get it out like that sort of, I don't think they need to do it anymore necessarily. I don't think they've needed to do it since probably 2012, but like, I think something has no, happened. I mean, they were, when they started the show, um, they were really struggling financially, genuinely, apparently. Um, well, that's how you get into reality TV anyway. Look at Sorry? the Osbournes. That's how you get into reality TV because you're... Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. You've got to be pretty desperate to sort of sign your life away like that. But I think they're really at the height of it and I think ratings were dropping um, for the show. So they're sort of making an exit while it's still a bit graceful. Um, Actually, you know so what yeah, I just realised? What if it's purely because Kim doesn't want her upcoming divorce on camera? Yeah, a lot of people have said that. There's actually it's a, it's a really good uh, point because a lot of backlash has now ensued over the cancellation of the show because they showed a lot of Chloe's problems. Um, it was very raw, like all her different, her in the labor room while she was getting cheated on. They showed all that footage and it was very invasive, as well as Courtney, the other sister, her massive um, 
relationship problems and they had um, the substance abuse of her husband on camera and all that sort of thing. Like it was, it's invasive footage and it is someone's life being broadcasted. Uh, but as soon as Kim has had these problems, like she's like cancelling the show and it's all off. So I think that's pretty interesting too. She's getting, facing a lot of backlash from that, but. What has been happening with uh, Chloe and Tristan? I've been kind of behind yeah. in the news. I think they're back together, actually, um, yeah. after everything. But who knows? I don't really keep up with it <laughs> too much. I just see her posting, like, very um, very subtly, uh, uh, like, subtle messages of quotes on her Instagram story, and you can tell that something's going on. <laughs> right. Good, good on her, Tristan. True love will always find a way. True love. Wow, this is some quality content you guys are getting right now. Um, there we go. So, Please call in I'm with any curious. questions about relationships. Only send them to me because we obviously know that I'm the expert here. Um, <laughs> what else is going on? <laughs> yeah, well, in other news, uh, what's going on with Brad Pitt? Uh, a few things. So I had a Brad Pitt story and you had a Brad Pitt story. We'll start with yours. <laughs> I think, I mean, this whole podcast episode has been a little bit celebrity, but I think it has been interesting because it kind of bleeds into some relationship advice as well. This, So basically, um, Brad Pitt has a new girlfriend and she is obviously quite a bit younger than him, but not. Have we all thought Brad Pitt was like 55. Turns out he's only 45. Is that a shock to everyone else? Because I really thought that that was a shock. Yeah, I mean, he was in movies um, in the 90s, so I, I would have I guessed, you know, I would have guessed something in the 50s. He must have been really young then. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's a 27-year-old German model. She is uh, seems pretty nice and, you know, unproblematic. But, uh, I mean, not much controversy surrounding her. The only controversy is she is married. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to cut you off. He actually is 56. So we were right. We are smart. He is? Yeah. Why did this article that I was reading say he's 45? See, it's good that you're going to know this now. Sometimes the internet will lie to you. No, the internet never lies. What are you saying? That reminds me. I haven't heard back from that Nigerian prince in a while. Um, Yeah, so he's 56. She's 27. Hey, who knows, all right? I mean, who can tell with this guy and his age? Yeah. So he's 56. She's 27. And then he is married. And basically the the husband right now is 68-year-old Roland Mary it doesn't say in this article, but I'm just going to assume there's a lot of money involved. I don't know if that's stepping out of bounds, but it's a pretty safe bet. Um, and they've got an open relationship with the husband, so he's, so she is okay to date Brad Pitt. And I was saying earlier, it's a situation of probably in the early days of that marriage, they're talking about uh, who would be their hall pass, who would be the one they'll forgive and she probably threw out Brad Pitt's name and he probably laughed off thinking, yeah, sure, Brad Pitt, if he ever comes knocking the door, go ahead. What do I say? Ha, ha, ha. And kind of uh, bit him on the ass on this one, I'd say. Well, that's what I'm thinking as well. It seems like he is 
her hall pass or something. But then I'm thinking, isn't Brad Pitt everyone, every marriage is hall pass? I mean... Yeah, Brad Pitt is disqualified from discussion because he's more of a given. Brad Pitt, but she has a daughter. I mean, it's... And, and the husband is fine with it. So uh, what was your description of her husband again, Dom? It was really flowery and nice. Uh, he looks like a marijuana Richard Branson, which... I don't know. Is he German as well? Because I know she is. I'm going to look him up. I think he might be, actually. This is great podcasting. It's just me Googling things. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia. He can't be that important. Oh, he's a low-key billionaire. That's what she's into. Yeah, the first article that comes up, who is Roland Mary, the husband of Brad Pitt's girlfriend? German Richard Branson and also Brad Pitt. He is a German restaurateur, a net worth of $10 Jesus. That's, that's okay. pocket money for, compared to Brad Pitt. Compared to Brad Pitt, I mean, wait, 10 billion or million? Million. Not even okay, the good so one. <laughs> Let's see. He's really being cucked, for lack of a better word. What, at this point, what does he have, what does he have over Brad Pitt? Genuinely, what, Brad Pitt has looks and money, if that's what we value in a person. And, um... He is just, like, with his little restaurant, chilling... With his little beard and oh. his Richard Branson esque demeanor. Okay, he's so, he's an advanced stat for you. Brad Pitt is five eleven. This guy's five ten. So he doesn't even have that over him. He doesn't. Geez. God, he's grasping yeah, for straws here. What else? Really he only, you know, of all the people we should feel sorry for this year, it's him. Absolutely, he's been. It's been a rough couple I'm of sorry, weeks for uh, Roland. That's another thing. What kind of name is Roland Mary? <laughs> God, he's taking losses oh, all over God. the place. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I, mean, I know it's been a rough year for everyone, but this guy takes the cake. I'm genuinely, like, Jesus. if you feel bad for yourself, just think about this guy. It gets even worse. They're doing, like, yeah. a, they've got, like, a dot point system of uh, facts about Roland and Mary, and the last one is Berlin is one of the most open-minded cities in the world. People from every social tribe and nationality live there. So they ran out of nice things to say about Roland, and they just went to his hometown instead. Honestly, God. pray for Roland, and uh, I honestly—he's—I feel bad for the guy. I mean, yeah, there's nothing. Is your wife that you're still married to runs off with Brad Pitt, and you're like okay with it to her face? But I'm sure he cries into his German pillow at night. Um, yeah. His famous German pillows. They've got like a lot of photos <laughs> that are like side by side, Brad Pitt and Roland Mary, and it's just at this point it's gone onto bullying, which I don't appreciate. Yeah, no, that's that's so not fair. It's like a, a candid Brad Pitt smile, and then Roland married looking like someone just uh, came up and asked him for money. So, really not a good. This is just mean. I'm also thinking though with Brad Pitt, it's like, are you morally compromised dating a married woman? Like, is that okay with you? I mean, he could he could have anyone. So. There's no need to just strictly focus on the married one, but as I've always said, uh, soccer has a goalkeeper. doesn't mean you can't score, so by all means. Wow, okay. I didn't realise that was the mantra you list by Dom. Bit, bit, of, bit of wisdom for the folks. <laughs> on that note, should we move over to some relationship advice? Because mm. Dom is extremely skilled, as am I, um, multiple different... Uh, 
you know, I'm not even going to go there. We'll just say that we're very experienced with relationship advice. So, yeah, the advice part, not um, the – yeah, but let's go on. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, I have a question for you, Dom. Dom hasn't heard the question this week, so we're really going to get a raw response from the man is what we wanted. Okay, so girlfriend 28 is mad that I, 30, a male – is uh, comforted my dog all night. I'm already so, I'm already on the side of the guy. <laughs> I've been dating my girlfriend for about four months. I adopted a retired military dog with three legs a year ago. He has some PTSD and loud noises can be pretty hard for him. So last night he was having some issues. He was whimpering and crying. I went down to the floor to check on him. My girlfriend was staying the night and he was pretty shaken up. So I stayed on the floor all night with him to comfort him. I fell asleep with him in his dog bed. <laughs> right up. <laughs> when I woke up, my girlfriend was no longer... <laughs> oh my God, I can't read this. My girlfriend was no longer in the house and I had a text saying how the dog was more important than her. That's correct, yep. Extremely disrespectful. This brings us to now. I don't know what to do. At this point, I think she was being pretty selfish and it makes me super mad. She knows that he has... (laughs) She knows that he has PTSD. This might be the quickest discussion we've ever had. I might even want to end this relationship <laughs> over Jimmy. What do I do? Oh, he's named Jimmy? Okay, that's that's a nail in the coffin. All right. Um, I'm crying. I'm literally God. Okay. If she does not it's care not for this dog actually. and does not understand, uh, then... Absolutely break it up because she is cold, evil, and who knows what crazy shenanigans she'll get up to. Easy. Easy question. Okay, I'll play devil's advocate here. I think that when you are in a relationship, if you choose to stay over at your significant other's house, that is a, you know, you're spending your time with them. And the fact that he chose to spend the night with the dog over her, um on a nominated night when they were spending time together is like a little bit, you know, questionable. I mean, it's a dog, not the female roommate or something. Just, <laughs> it's not that threatening. It's a little dog well, and his name's know, Jimmy. Jimmy could be like... No, in this scenario, it's a dog. So, I mean... <sighs> I guess, yeah, it is a dog. It's a military dog. It has PTSD. But was there a need for him to sleep in the dog's bed that night? I mean... Yes. <laughs> I will always take the stance of pro-dog. I'm that's pro that's my position. So I think that... Okay, just, you know, put that evil on me. That's fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. Pro-choice has nothing to do with the contact. Meaning pro-choice in this situation of he should have comforted the dog and then made the decision to go back to the bed with his girlfriend. What about both? Have the dog come up? Plenty of room. The dog has PTSD. We don't know what the dog could... The dog could maul the girlfriend's face off in the middle of the night. That is a risk. I'm not, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I 
absolutely. But I think, look, I think honestly, in a lot of relationships, um, there can be resentment towards pets uh, who has the affection of the the other person. And I think that I'm going to have to side with you on that, where I think it's unhealthy and that she should just let it go. But if he's wanting to end the relationship over this, I mean, so be it. If it speaks to her character that much, then good for him. Yeah, very quickly went on to the, we need to add things right away. So I assume there's more to this story. I would say so. It's not just Jimmy, like, ruining everything. Yeah, classic Jimmy, am I right? <laughs> just like The Tonight Show. Anyway, so... One last Should thing. We have kept the dog's anonymity. Now I'm feeling bad for exposing yeah. him. <laughs> well, yeah, just give him another random dog name and then they'll definitely narrow things down. Okay, you can, you can beep it out in anything. Yeah. See, here we, we really care about journalistic integrity and anonymity is very important to us. Yeah. I know this is kind of stuff that all the journalism students tweet, so I feel as if I need to say it on here. Just know that Dom really cares about the ethics and morals to do with speaking on the record. We'll blur his face in the uh, news segment we'll make about this. (laughs) Jimmy will not be identifiable. Um, And then, like, when they say the breed of the dog, we'll, like, bleep it out like a swear word or something. (laughs) Can never be too sure. I'll leave that to you, Dom, with all your editing powers. Oh, yes, all two of them. So one last thing before we head off. Uh, thank Dom, you. What is your DJ name? Please tell me and tell me why exactly you need a DJ name. This is very unlike you to take on this persona, but then again, you're at college, so I'm sure you're changing every week. This was not my decision. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in to the radio show the last few weeks. We've changed the time slot. I'll post that in the description because I forget it for the time being. All right. Uh, well, there's just a lot of time zones I've got to write down, so just check the description. Uh, I'll send the link there as well. Uh, yeah, basically, this station likes to have all of their music DJs have their own DJ name that is separate from their actual name. Now, I'm not a fan of this because another thing our listeners might not know, I've got a big ego and I would like my name to be out there and be attached to my work. But no, I have to have a DJ name that will somehow give me anonymity. And every week I'm like, this is the week that I choose a DJ. Like a stripper name. Pretty much. Uh, same amount of dignity as well. Basically, what is happening is every week I say this, I'm going to think of a really funny DJ name, really catchy, really memorable. It's going to be something Australian because I've got to, you know, milk that cow till it's dry. And then every week, two minutes before we go on air, I think, oh crap, another week has passed and I have not thought of a DJ name. Now, the one that was thrown out there randomly two weeks ago that we've since ditched was DJ Kangaroo, which is the least effort we could possibly do. Although they're kind of all uh, low effort, to be honest. Uh, Sorry to anyone who's listening from the radio show. Um, And then I did get a suggestion that was DJ Redo, like Didgeridoo. Now, that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, as we discovered on air um, multiple times. Black Lives Matter thing going around. I'm not sure if culturally appropriating Indigenous (laughs) culture. So, I don't know. You could probably get away with it. It is a very quintessentially Australian thing. Yes. Yeah, so once again, I am uh, nameless in the DJ world. I have just over two days to think of a new one. Samara, if you don't have any suggestions, please write in, shoot me a DM. Please give me something for the love of God. You could pay someone on Fiverr to come up with one. I probably could. 
This would be a, I don't know, it could be my own Reddit thread. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good Reddit thread, actually. Yeah. The requirements for the DJ name is has to be PG thirteen. I mean, let's let's be civil here, you rascals. Um, it also it doesn't like, have to uh, be famous David Dobrik character Dirty Dom. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, talk about getting listeners, oh baby. Um, the other thing I also wanted to establish is I don't have to, but I want to make it Australian because, like I said, got to milk that cow. You, if I ever, you know. Every time I get a show, it's like, oh, you come for the accent, you stay because, hey, this is actually good music. So at least got to draw them in with the exoticness of the situation. I'm all out of yeah, ideas. Do you have anything? Well. It's tough, isn't it? It is rough. Um, but if you have any suggestions, please email um, our email or just like directly uh, DM Dom or me and... <laughs> Now that's an option. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know what? I'm just going to say time slots now. The new show is at 10 to midnight on Thursday nights, Columbia time. I know we've got a big spike in our American listeners. Thank you for tuning in this far. And for Melbourne time, I believe it is 1 to 3 in the afternoon on Friday afternoons. Again, you're in lockdown. What else have you got to do besides support? Support your friends, I guess. Exactly. So definitely give that a listen. And we thank you so much for listening this week. We really appreciate any support. Tell your friends, tell your mom, um, tell your dog walker and other relatable um, content like that. Jeez, so, not all of us um, can afford dog walkers. Jeez. Must be nice on the high end of town, you know? Uh, emails in the description below. We'll see you then. See ya.